0: Welcome back, everyone. This is the Beer and Stash podcast with your hosts, Troy Ballard
1: and Adam Parker.
0: And this is episode numero uno, number one. The date is 4 13, 2012. And what better way to kick off the new era podcast than with a little bit of Marvin Gag? What's going on? Hi, Adam.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, man. One of my favorite artists.
0: <laughs> he's, got some, he's got some soul. He, I, I love Marvin Gaye. So we're, we're starting off strong here at the Beard and Stash podcast. And we'll be chatting, just for a little future reference here, for those of you uh, tuning in, we'll be chatting Dwayne Wade's comments regarding NBA players being paid to play in the Olympics, Ryan Tannehill's draft status, and my new favorite segment on the show, Really Dude, and we'll be talking about how C.J. Watson, Captain Clutch, just knocked off the of Miami Heat in overtime. So brace yourselves; this is going to be a good one. Here in Stash Podcast, here we go. You know so Adam, let me ask you: is this is a little bit this is a little bit off topic? All right, this is a little bit off topic. But what is what? What do you think? What do you think the best show on television is right now? <laughs>
1: Well, I just have to say, um, me. You know, I, I know you're not a big Family Guy fan. but That's not my favorite show or anything by any means. But I, I, there's so many shows that I watch nowadays. But um, if I had to pick one, one of my personal favorites, new one is uh, Alcatraz.
0: Oh, Alcatraz is a good one. Yeah, I really like that. Very, 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 very good show. JJ Abrams getting involved there. Very, very, very solid stuff. The only reason I ask is because, as of this exact moment in time, I'm going through uh, Walking Dead. <laughs> walking dead uh uh what's the word um withdraw i guess walking dead withdraw and uh I, I even had to slip uh walking dead comparison into one of my recent articles about trent richardson the cleveland browns so <laughs> I, I, think, I think I be a bad, little bit huh? out of focus you know because I, I haven't had my walking dead fix but uh yes you know, so let's 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 um let's let's talk about that really quick Dwayne Wade. I mean, this isn't really on topic, really at all. But you know, I mean, this you know, Walking Dead isn't really on topic, but um, this kind of is. I guess more towards the direction of the podcast here. Dwayne Wade is saying that. Well, he okay. Let me press that. He 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 said, and then he redacted his statement that NBA players should should indeed be paid to play in the Olympics. Okay, and this sparked off of a Ray Allen comment. Correct. Yes. Okay, and. Obviously, he did not get very good a very good response, and Dwayne Wade realized that as soon as he said it, and he realized it was a huge mistake to say it. so So, yeah. Adamus is is, is, he, is he in the right or the wrong here?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's entitled to their opinion, but he is completely wrong, <laughs> no question.
0: Well, I you know, I, I I agree with you, you know, but but for, for the sake of playing devil's advocate, um. You know, these guys do have to play, you know, a full NBA season. And, like, immediately after the season is over, they start training for the Olympics. That's where the schedule is. So these guys, like, have no time off. And basketball, you know, um, compared to other Olympic sports, I'm not going to point names or anything or, or point fingers, but it, it is a physical game. And it takes a lot, a lot of a, a huge toll on, on a player's body to, to, to play, you know, nonstop like that through an entire year.
1: Yeah, I get, I get you, but then as you say, for bringing up as far as the money and everything, though, but it's in the beginning, it's ultimately their choice to compete. They're not, they're not forced to. It,
0: all right. I, yeah. I, I mean, listen, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not saying Dwayne Wade or Ray Allen is right here, but I think that that probably what it was. I mean, I, I, I understand they do make, you know, the U.S. has made a ton of, ton of money off of sales of jerseys and and paraphernalia, and I'm not exactly sure what the salaries would be or or how they would be compensated, but. Obviously, you know, I, I see it from the angle of the marketability of the team USA basketball is much higher than that of the team USA running segment. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so obviously
0: there's gonna be a lot more money in the in the basketball than there's in the running segment. And you know, I, I would think that playing for the love, love of your country would be enough, but you know, obviously for some players it's not. I mean Dwayne Wade always thought it was a class act, so I'm kinda of surprised he said something like this, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's very it's very un un Dwayne Wade esque. Let me ask you to, to follow that question up. Do you think NBA players will ever be paid ever in the future? Not, of course, not going to happen immediately anytime soon. But in the future, do you think it's possible they can be paid to play in the Olympics?
1: Uh, I, I guess. But then, what are we going to look like in the in the eyes of other countries, man? I, I, I guess it's possible, but I. I'm hoping it doesn't happen. American I, I capitalism, just don't think it's right, man? We're
0: in the right. We pay everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't really see it happening because the, the, the truth is, you know, there, there are a lot of, of sports in the Olympics that actually have to raise money to get to the Olympics.
1: Yeah, it's like then, then what are you gonna do? you you're gonna start paying Michael Phelps to swim in the pool? Is that what you're gonna do now?
0: Oh, oh <laughs> whoa, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> um, so, and, and here's what's really interesting about Dwayne Wade's comments. He said them and then he took them back right away. So, you know, do you think he, was, he took them back because he realized, wow, that was a really stupid thing to say? Or do you think he took them back because he's like, wow, the public is really not happy with what I said? Or a combination of both, I guess.
1: Oh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a combination of both. It was a stupid thing to say, uh, f- first of all. And then, he, I mean, I can't believe he didn't have the foresight to see the, the kickback that he was going to get from the media public. and the fan public, ba- and all the yeah. fan base and everything like that. I just don't understand why he made such a stupid comment in the first place. It's really stupid.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, Ray Allen, I can see that from him. He's, he's a past... Olympian, I think he went twice, I believe, and he, of course, he's way past the point where he'd be playing in the Olympics. You know, he's way, way past the age.
1: Hey, um, this is, it's happening this year, and he is only thirty-five. If he wanted to, that's uh, shooting. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, I know he's got the best shooting stroke in, in NBA history, and blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I, I just don't see it. Ray Allen's too old, man. <laughs> I mean, I, if, 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 if the Celtics made the playoffs, which at this point is, is, you know, pretty much a guaranteed thing, um, oh. that that playoff run is probably gonna wear all those guys down to the point where they can, they won't be able to you know, do anything even concerning the Olympics at all. But Dwayne Wade, on the other hand, Dwayne Wade is going to be there, guaranteed. And, but barring, barring some, you know, um, fluke thing where Dwayne decides not to do it, I mean, he's one of the best players in the NBA, and Team USA is going to be, you know, clawing to get him on the team. So regardless of his comments. So here's, here, here's, here's the second topic. I know how much you love this guy, Adam. Um, <laughs> for, the, for those of you at home, uh, my, my co-writer here, Adam, he just absolutely loves Ryan Tannehill. And uh, can't get enough of my
1: man, my man crush for this year's NFL draft.
0: (laughs) Yes, he is his man crush. And um, by that, of course, we are joking. Adam actually hates Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) I'm going to let let you feel this question right here. Um, You know, where, why is he so hyped right now?
1: It goes back to one of my recent articles about uh, Russell Wilson and everything where it's all about the measurables, man. (laughs) That's what it is. I mean, I think Ryan Daniel has, I think, something like 19 starts over his career. And it's just the measurables and, like, oh, he can make all the NFL throws. But then you always go back to the experience, man. It's all about between the ears, man, when when you're playing the NFL as a quarterback. All about between the ears.
0: Well, listen, I'm going to play devil's advocate here again because I I think, you know, listen to these numbers. His career numbers at A&M. He threw for 5,450 yards. He had 42 touchdowns and only 21 interceptions. Alright. Now, those numbers are not blow your socks off, but they're not too bad. I mean, those are, those are those are not bad numbers by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, you have to you have you have to beg the question, you know, is is Ryan Tannehill being hyped? because the, 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 the truth about this quarterback class is beyond the luck in Griffin, who, of course, the top, top, beyond top prospects in the draft. Um, behind those guys, I mean, is, is it a fairly weak class? I mean, there, there are a lot of guys that are big names. Kellen Moore, um, you know, you have Russell Wilson, like you already pointed out, guys like that, yeah. but...
1: Big collegiate names, yeah. Yeah, big <laughs> collegiate
0: names, but, but the, the skills are not necessarily going to translate to the NFL, and there are a lot of quarterback-needy teams in this draft, and, and some of the potential landing spots for, uh, for, for Tannehill, I mean, I think the most likely one right now is the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, it has to be. With Mike Sherman, with his former head coach at A&M, Mike Sherman being fired from Texas A&M and then and taking the offensive coordinator job in Miami, definitely that has to be the most likely landing spot at this point. <laughs> hey, hey,
0: hey, I mean, it, it would seem a stretch if he didn't get there, if he didn't land there. Um, you know, I mean, is, is, there, is, there, is there any chance... You know, Adam, I know you don't like this guy. Is there any chance that this guy comes in the NFL and just absolutely surprises everyone, just blows teams out of the water with his ability to, to play quarterback?
1: I'm hoping he doesn't, because then it'll make me look like a complete imbecile if he does. <laughs> but uh,
0: <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, You know, really, you know, aside from me playing devil's advocate, I, I, I am, I am, you know, I'm gonna agree with you. I, I think that you know, Rai is not as good as people are, you know, painting him to be. And I think that really, uh, I, I mean, I, I'd venture to say that if a team drafts him, like the Dolphins, I mean, they're they're four or five years back in franchise growth. You know, they're going to be four or five years back from drafting. gotten has got to be, you know, underdeveloped. You know, they're going to be missing that quarterback. And well, Unless, uh,
1: of course, they sync it up enough in this, up, this upcoming season to the, to get uh, Matt Barkley in next year's draft. Oh, there's so – they, they, they I
0: mean, the thing is they won't do that, though, because, you know, when you spend a pick that high on a quarterback, you're not going to draft a quarterback the next year too. Unless unless Tannehill really just drops the ball big time in Miami and he just completely sucks, which I don't, you know, I, I don't think he's going to drop the ball enough to the point where they're going to, you know, take Barkley. But you know, Matt Barkley, don't even give me a start on Matt Barkley. I, I yeah, I like I like Matt a lot. But let's 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 move on to the uh, to the next segment here. The uh, my 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 favorite portion of this of this Veer uh, and Sash podcast now. It's called uh, Really, Dude. <laughs> and um, before 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 we jump into this, Adam, let's let's name some uh, some really dude moments over the past um, the past few seasons. All right, the the one that comes to mind is um, that guy on the 49ers that that is like a wannabe Deshaun Jackson that fumbled that punt in the championship game. Ah yes, game. Kyle Williams. Kyle dude, Williams. Kyle thank Williams. you, Kyle Williams. That's a, that's a really good moment.
1: I'm pretty sure he has his doors and windows boarded up in, in uh, San Fran yeah, to, keep, no. peep, to keep the heathens out. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, did you know his dad is actually the uh, GM of the White Sox, I think? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: did you know that? Yeah, I, I, I did not know that, but his dad is actually the GM. It's, it's something in the White Sox. Maybe he's not the GM. He's some, he's some big figure in, in the White Sox organization. Maybe he's, no. Some Chicago team. I'm not sure which one, but he, no, he pretty, is. No, I'm pretty – it's the White Sox. It's yeah, yeah, he's a pretty big deal in the sports world. So, like
1: so? if return and punt doesn't work out for you, you feel like playing a little second base, son? Yeah, yeah?
0: exactly. Seriously, who, who, who do the White Sox even have there? Probably some uh, – I don't even know. Who do the White it's Sox, Sox like Gordon,
1: have Gordon Beckham at second base right now. He's pretty yeah. solid. He's one of their only good players, but so maybe second base isn't the, <laughs> isn't the right fit.
0: Oh, they, they'd probably play him at pitcher. Any pitchers is through there, so. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's a million really good moments, um, especially in the NFL. There's a lot. Um, you know, one, one in the NBA I, I think that, that you could uh, you point out is that is, is Mark Cuban at every home game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just yeah. point a camera in his direction. You're going to get at least something. So uh, Mark Cuban's definitely there. And um, But the one, the one we're going to talk about is actually, you know, it's also in the NBA, um, like we already discussed. It's, it's, it's C.J. Watson. Now, listen, C.J. Watson, come on. Derrick Rose is a star in Chicago. You know, Derrick Rose is is just absolutely insane. He's been hurt on and off. And it's been John Lucas III and C.J. Watson filling in for him. They've done a really, really, really good job. And uh, the Bulls were playing the Heat um, in Chicago. And, uh, you know, as it turns out, you know, two very, very good teams. Probably easily the two best teams in the Eastern Conference this year. And uh, the game went into overtime. And you know LeBron James had a great performance. Um, You know it it was it was it was a solid game from the Heat's core. And I don't need to tell you guys twice you listen to our podcast before. And Adam already knows. I I have like a love affair with King James. (laughs) I'm one of those guys where I'm not I'm not um, you know I don't hate him for going to Miami. Um, I just appreciate his talent as an NBA player. So. I'm not. I'm not bitter about it, even though a lot of people are.
1: But it doesn't. It doesn't quite come close to my love affair with Steve Nash. But no, that's for that's for another time. No, that, that's for, that, no. <laughs> there's that's, not enough time in this podcast no, to cover not. that. So no,
0: that's that's just insane. That's. I, I'm. I'm pretty sure if it were if it were between um, you know, Adam marrying, uh, Ava Longoria, or like going on one mandate with Steve Nash, it'd be the mandate with Steve Nash, <laughs> unquestionably. <laughs> um, but anyway, so you know the. CJ, best CJ Watson here. The game, the game is about to go into overtime. Uh, actually, no, sorry. The Bulls are the uh, the Bulls are actually down three points with like I believe it was like four seconds left, and CJ Watson pulls up and hits this ridiculous fadeaway three, and you know the the place goes nuts, and the Bulls are in overtime, and you know so like, don't worry, we stole LeBron James, and the Heat falter in overtime. And they, they sort of slow down a little bit, they're having some trouble on offense. Their defense is still pretty good. But CJ Watson hits the game winning shot in overtime too. What? Really? Really? Get this man <laughs> a
1: new contract. <laughs> yeah,
0: get this guy a new contract. My God. Um, you know, I this this you know, I, I know besides you know, besides really dude, CJ Watson that shot I mean I you know, Golf clap for C.J. Watson. That's very impressive. Um, but but beyond that, I, I mean, I have a question. Do, do do the Bulls have the best bench in the NBA?
1: At this point, I, I'd say it's pretty close. I don't I don't really know who else I would look to as having a better bench than them.
0: I mean, you you could you could you could maybe um yeah you probably make the case the Sixers may have the best bench in the NBA. Um, the Sixers have a lot of depth. You know, they have a uh, unfortunately it's not translating to wins, but they do have a lot of depth there. Um, yeah, yeah. But the Bulls, you know, it, it's like Derrick Rose has been out. Doesn't matter. They they have the depth. They have the talent. They have the the team unity to push through that. That is that is impressive. And with and with the Heat losing this game, does that notion that the Bulls could beat the Heat in a seven game series?
1: Basically, without Derrick Rose.
0: <laughs> without Derrick Rose. Game,
1: but yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm sure Derrick D Rose will be back for the playoffs, no doubt. But uh, yeah. Even though, yeah, he did play a little bit in this game, but still, yeah, hopefully he'll be more effective in the playoffs. I'm sure he will be. He's reigning MVP, but yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, my... I definitely believe the Bulls could win a seven-game series against the Heat, unquestionably. No well, question. The, case,
0: and the Bulls are the best team in the East. And record-wise, they are the best team in the East. They will have the number one seed locked up, for sure. So...
1: I, I like the Bulls a lot, man, but uh, Boston is really lurking there. Lur- lurking right behind them for me, man. I don't, I don't know. It's the best team so, the it's, tough for me. it's tough for me to not put Boston in that mix.
0: It's the best team in the East,
1: yeah, it's tough for me to not boss Boston that makes a way, but the way they've been playing lately.
0: You mean gra- <laughs> Grand Theft your boy, Rondo?
1: Yeah, your boy Grand Theft Rondo. <laughs> you know, Grand Theft Rondo leading the team, getting pretty much getting triple doubles on every night. It seems like <laughs>
0: yeah, he well, you know, Rajon Rondo is is absolutely insane. No, I I I you know the Celtics are too old. I, I can't read. I mean, they're, they're just they're just too old. I mean, I know I know they're red hot right now. They're playing really well, and Rondo is just off the grid good, and. You know, I'd love to have Ray John Rondo, you know, make a push and, and do that crazy playoff Chris Paul-esque magic he has, but I, I just don't think there's, they, they cannot compete. I, I know if they blew out the heat and stuff, but they're, in a seven-game series, you're not going to beat the heat. I mean, they, There's too much athleticism, too much youth. There's just not going to happen. I mean, I'm, I, just don't, I just don't see it, and I think the Bulls are the same way. I think the Bulls are just too, too young and too aggressive, and, and the Celtics can't keep up. You know they're 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 a gritty defensive team. They play really well, and they have some amazing amazing you know future, future first out Hall of Famers. But the, you know I just don't see it. I, I think it's either aside the Bulls that he's a top team in the East. Case in point. But when when you when you ask that you know the Bulls are a great all around team, and the Heat are a really good three man team. You know yeah so. <laughs> You know, it kind of comes down to how well is LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh play in the playoffs, and that's going to determine who who's going to the finals in the East. Yeah,
1: basically, if, the, if those three guys are not getting 90 points between them. Miami's probably going to lose. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, you know, joke him, joke him with that plant on his head, whatever the whatever his hairstyle is. I'm not sure what what is <laughs> like, that? A, like a, he's like a human Bulbasaur, man. Yeah, he's like a <laughs> Bulbasaur. Yeah, um, but he, uh, you know, his, his I'd say I, I've seen a couple plays by Joe Kim Noah. And I don't want to. I don't want to overstep my bounds here. But is he flirting behind Dwight Howard, of course? But is he flirting with being one of the best, if not tied for best center in the NBA with Dwight Howard?
1: Well, he's definitely not tied. <laughs> he's light years away from that. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. But yeah, I definitely. I would definitely put him at number two at this point. I don't, oh, Bynum is Bynum is up there too with his 30 rebound game against the Spurs. But he has a bunch of attitude problems, whereas. Joe Kim Usually is able to keep himself in line.
0: Well, he I've seen I've seen him have some pretty bad freakouts in games. Not yeah, not. Yeah. I mean, it's just temper tantrum with referees and and you yeah
1: know. yeah exactly. And not not like the whole uh, close lining J J, J- Burrell, like oh. in last year's playoffs with Bynum or anything like that. Nothing like that. No, so. nothing like that. And he's I, not he's not a thug I, <laughs> out there on the court.
0: I think I think that also you know you have to you have to you have to attribute that to really the the leadership of you know. Thibodeau and then also just that team unity that the Bulls have
1: you know. Yeah, Thibodeau for coach of the year again I think back I, to back seasons yeah, I, think I think so I think it's up there <laughs> I think
0: it's pretty likely I, I can see it happening and, and you know you have guys like Carlos Boozer who are good veterans and you know you got, you got, they have got the whole package there so we'd love, we'd love to keep the podcast going guys but I think we're going to wrap up a little bit more Marvin Gaye here and again this is The Beard and The Stash Podcast I am Troy Ballard
1: and this is Adam Parker
0: and you can check us out every Friday. And if you haven't checked us out on Podomatic, check us out on iTunes, and thank you for listening.